and it has changed the way my kids see their future. They, they are becoming dreamers. And, and that's what we're setting out to do, is to help the world dream again. Welcome to Awaken Greatness, the essential podcast for dreamers, action takers, people who want to reach your full potential and business owners that want their company to reach the next level. Each episode is a treasure trove of resources and tools that will explore the latest trends, actionable strategies, and the mindset shifts necessary to turn your dreams and aspirations into reality. Brought to you by the Dream Leaders Institute and hosted by Dr. Cliff Fisher. Tune in, turn up your dreams, and let's awaken the greatness within you. All right, tribe. Welcome to Awaken Greatness with Dr. Cliff Fisher and Nathan Kiesler, brought to you by Dream Leader Institute, where we want to awaken your greatness and give you the tools to find and create your greatness, greatest self, and raise the consciousness of the planet. So I am super excited today. I get to interview one of the co-founders of Dream Leader Institute. He was there at the very beginning. They're helping John D. come up with all the material. Just such a kind spirit, just giving just such a diligent servant and always doing what's best for the team and for every client that he interacts with. And, you know, and honestly in every interaction, but I'm super excited to kind of hear about his journey. And so without further ado, welcome Nathan Kiesler. So Nathan, welcome brother. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to spending some time with you on here. <laughs> so I'm excited. All right. So we'll just dive right in. So Nathan, I'd love to hear about your journey because I think there's a lot of things people don't know about you. I didn't know about you until we started to get to know each other, obviously, but um, I'd love to hear your journey. Like, tell us a little bit about your family, what you do for a career and yeah. you know, kind of what DLI is and where that's taken us. Yeah, I, I will say journey is probably the one word I would choose to describe my life. So it is definitely a good question to start off with. So a few highlights. Uh, I'm originally from Florida, kind of right right on the coast, the East Coast, and uh, so growing up, kind of in a in a our house was located outside of the main town in a more rural place. So tons of pine trees and palm trees and and lakes, lagoon, rivers, all all of that stuff, and just growing up in that kind of area does did kind of set the way to to keep wanting to live that journey um <laughs> my well i i have great parents my parents i mean they've been married for 40 something years now so so really great but but i will say i'm i'm very different from the life that i wanted to leave they, they lived uh typically in the same kind of company for for decades um, that kind of loyalty that's built in they're they're both from kind of the farming community of South Carolina. And so, you know, you, you're, you're loyal to that, that business. And, but for me, when I was growing up, you know, I, I, I have to say it, it definitely works the, the desire to be in an office every day out of me. And <laughs> so, so I couldn't stand that, that thought of spending my whole future that way. So anyway, I, I meet my wife in high school, and when she and I met, we we were pretty much just best friends, and we did everything together. A lot of lot of hikes and swimming out to islands and and rowing on on rivers and things like that, and um, just enjoyed 
uh, each other's company. And, and we ended up doing a lot of uh, activities together in our first few years of college with music. We're huge, big on musicians and or, or big musicians ourselves. And so uh, we got married really young. I, I got married at 19 years old. And, cow. and my wife was 20. So we could not have a, a toast of, uh, <laughs> of alcohol at, at our wedding. But we knew from that day that we were on a journey together and we had already tried to think through what our ideal kind of life was, which was primarily based on, yes, we want to do things that are super impactful, but always adventuring. So I got my degree in engineering. I, I'm a civil engineer by education because math and the, the classes did actually come easily to me. And uh, by God's grace, actually, because, uh, again, definitely God's grace, we didn't have any college debt once we both graduated, which does come into this because by the time I graduated with engineering, I realized that, you know what, civil engineers spend pretty much predominantly their time in an office. <laughs> and uh, and my wife makes fun of me because I, I went into this uh, home building company. I won't say the name, <laughs> but it was it was in 2005. And I go to this, they, at that point, they, they had this mass interview where they bring in 20, 30 civil engineers and they just kind of let everybody stand at tables and and they were doing this presentation and my wife actually happened to be with me for this because it was it would have it could have been a good opportunity but they started going into the massive amounts of money they were making and no joke i laugh i don't think you're supposed to i don't think you're supposed to laugh during an energy process because they <laughs> just for me i i did not care that the company was was making that much money. It just it wasn't it wasn't the thing that that would have kept me loyal to to that kind of company. So immediately I, I set off, of course, and just trying to to figure out what I what I wanted to do. But I knew that I wanted to make a difference and I knew that I had enough technical skills at this point, not just with civil engineering background, but with some of the just hands-on experiences that I had uh, to to be able to fit somewhere. And I'll be honest, my, my pastor came to me and he's like, hey, we really wanted to do some projects because at the time he had gotten involved with uh, certain communities that had been hit hard by the AIDS epidemic at that particular time. And so there was a lot of people our young, our age actually that was struggling big time. Communities were struggling big time because a lot of their young people got sick or or died at that point. And so I said, you know what? Well, let's do that. And I came to my wife and I said, you know what? I think I I, I think we should go to Africa for a little bit <laughs> because. I, you know, I realize now that part of me was just totally running away from the kind of life that my parents were living, which was, which was kind of boxed. And I just wanted to blow the thing out of the water. I, I, I mean, I just wanted to be like no boundaries. Right. <laughs> and, and my wife was like, you know, I thought at this point, cause we've been married, I think about four years at this point. And she's like, I thought we were going to like start a family and, 
And I said, fine, you know, I'll make you a deal. You know, if you get pregnant, we won't go. And if you don't by this date, then we will. And and she said, you know, I don't ever make a deal with God that, you know, that, that it, it doesn't go into all the details because God will usually get the, the better end of the deal. He's a, he's a good deal maker. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so we ended up going overseas. And just make a long story short, we, we ended up studying over 10 years there. Wow. And at first, I did put a lot of my civil engineering to use. So we did help with construction projects. We helped with agriculture projects. We did assist communities that, that were going to be putting in certain infrastructure things as well. But I realized very quickly, and I do mean pretty quickly in, in a short amount of time, that there was the, the biggest conversation was about sustainability. And I always want things to be the biggest impact. I, I want things to be on purpose and I want them to be as intentional as possible. And I'm definitely a question asker. So, so I'm asking myself, like, how is this going to survive, you know, after I'm gone? And that was the biggest one for nonprofits overseas. And, and then I, I realized what the problem was. The problem was, was all these people were coming in and saying, this is a problem. We're going to fix it for you. And nobody was, well, not nobody. Very few were coming in and saying, hey, what problems do you see and what do you want us to fix? Oh, wow. And, and it's a complete change in terms of someone coming in and saying, hey, this is messed up in your life or this is messed up in your community. And guess what? I don't want people telling me what's <laughs> messed up in my life. <laughs> and, and so part of it was the okay a project could be done but guess who's going to take care of it nobody because they were like i didn't ask for this i definitely don't want to take care of some foreigners project you know and so of course you see lots and lots of money go down the drain that way because they they didn't feel heard and they didn't feel valued and they didn't feel like you were there to help them you were to help you know oftentimes the people say oh the savior of the you know next savior's coming along and and i and i wasn't about that at all so we my wife, when I say we, my wife and I quickly moved to to people, helping people just just get better at thinking through the problem and trying to understand what they could do about it. Because I will say it in when you're desperate enough and you want to do it, you will find a way. I, I mean, creativity comes out in all sorts of ways. You know, if you want to, you want toys for your kids. I, I mean, how many awesome things we saw for our kids that were, we're just right of recycled materials, you know, metal that's formed and whip it, right? Creativity is amazing in that kind of situation. It's one of the beautiful aspects in that kind of mode. So when, when we're trying to develop people, so we, we started doing some training schools and we were running some of these things out of our house. So we would have groups of people living in our home with us and and some of these schools were like six months long and we tried to create what our our version in the past was we called it an impact plan we wanted to help people know that they they could do it who they kind of were and then what kind of impact they could actually make for their community too 
And we, we started getting internationals as well, people from different continents. And uh, we, we tried to then encourage other kind of leaders and in terms of nonprofit groups, trying to encourage them to do the same thing, which was, you know what? Don't just do projects yourself. Yes, there are always, you can always do some kind of project to make an impact, but but really help people rise above the level that they believe that they're at. And you have to instill a lot of belief into people. You're you're putting your faith in someone that you don't know oftentimes. And, and sometimes you get it wrong. Of course, plenty of mistakes along the way. Plenty of mistakes for me too. <laughs> and, it, and it really showed me a lot about myself. A lot it showed me what I was good at, what I was not good at. Uh, when to ask my wife to do it because <laughs> she was she's a lot better at certain things than I am big time and so we ended up again spending the 10 years we've we traveled to just about every continent except for uh South America and Antarctica Antarctica is still on our list actually as our as one of our travel dreams and it was just a beautiful journey a beautiful adventure together which did eventually include my kids. I have four children now. One, so so we, oh, going back a little bit to the story, we get to Africa and, and within a month, my wife wakes me up out of bed and she's like, guess what, honey? And I'm, I, I'm, I wasn't a morning person that well at all. So, so yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, uh, what, what, you know? Uh, and she says, I'm pregnant. And, 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 and then of course I'm like, wait, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> That'll wake up. So, so God got the good end of the deal. I mean, we got pregnant after she arrived, but we kept going. I mean, we were, we were, uh, nothing really stopped us from trying to help communities that, that will, were willing to be partners with us and, and not partners where we're coming with answers, but we're kind of trying to come and help them find answers. And, and then two of my other children, my, my daughters, both my daughters were born in Bethlehem. So it's on their passport, Bethlehem, oh, wow. South Africa. And, uh, and it actually was snowing because they're Southern Hemisphere. So they were both born in August. And just a beautiful journey to take our children along with us whenever we traveled, which we traveled overland to, to it's like, it's, a, it's like 14 or 15 countries in Africa now. And we always took our kids because that's what made the difference for us too, is showing how relationships are involved in what you're doing and the impact you're trying to make. And not just relationship between my wife and I, but between us and our kids. Because who you are to your, your wife and your kids is, is who you truly are in, in, in the world. And so... Uh, so we get back in 2016 to, to the USA, and that's when Nicole started a, she had a small startup business, and she came across this motivational speaker, and he was a dream manager, and she was like, oh my gosh, this, this sounds like my, she sounds like my husband. And so we go through the process of just looking to see what that is and what it's about. And of course, 
Who do I meet? <laughs> the great John D. Jonathan Dunn calls me up and we're chatting a few months before I'm I'm eventually gonna meet him. And he and he tells me this is what it takes to come on down and get training. And and I'm like, can I make that happen? And I I'll be honest, I had to pray about it big time because I I had I had I did not have that at all. So I actually was super clever about it. I went to a few people and I went to my job and I I pitched the sense of you know what I think I can do this for our our staff. I can, uh, but you'd have to you'd have to front the costs and send me down there. And by God, he, he, like he went for it. My <laughs> my boss at the time went for it. Uh, but it, during this whole time, I, you know, I'm talking with with Jonathan a lot at this point. I just feel like he's like this this brother that I just had had not met up until this point. But you know, better than brother in some cases. In terms of, um, it was just really easy to talk to, really engaging, and just. I think what captured me the most was his heart, which I felt I could really relate to, and and that is what speaks to me the most. You know, I a lot of people can can do things, but I I really want to make sure. My question is always: Is this is this a line or uh, or fulfill the purpose that I feel is supposed to. And I didn't quite have the words back then either. So life before DLI still lived as an adventure, still trying to bring massive impact in the world and, and in places where I feel like is is massively forgotten. And And so, you know, my wife, who is super empathetic, I mean, she's one of the kinds that are like, pick up on other pieces of emotion she had she'll have like the cashier crying at the you know when we're trying to put our food through the line and, and that true story too and the the girl is like can i see you after like after you get put your groceries and i'm like i'm like can we just buy the food you, you know I, I mean nobody looking at me is is gonna open up their heart to me like that i'm I'm a really big guy and and so i don't quite look like i'm a safe person to talk to but my heart does break for the people who feel who feel abused or broken or forgotten or lost and and i, I those are the people i want to believe in so so since i guess we're talking coming to to dli you know, since being trained actually by Jonathan, again, it was my goal to use a lot of the clarity is what what helped. Uh, I I will tend, I'll be honest, I, I will tend to just try and un- intuitively figure things out. But DLI gave me the gave me the words, gave me the clarification of all the elements put together, and then of course reading through the through the books psychology books and going through my master's as well which is basically in formation and and training so it's it's how people are developing and, and training them to to get to that point uh it really helps understand the why why do things work which i i absolutely love as well because it to me it proves it it proves asking people questions and and the way that we're training people and coaching people, why it's so uplifting and so impactful big time. 
why we get the beautiful testimonies, right? So, so Nathan, like, yeah. to just double click on that. So I feel like you had a lot of the information, a lot of the tools. And so when you came into DLI, it actually gave you the tools to pull it out of not only yourself, but other people that you're coaching and helping and working with. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of coming back, uh, obviously the difference, and I'll tell you a small African joke. So, so they, they, uh, the Africans will say Americans, uh, keep time very well. Okay. But Africans, they have time. <laughs> they, they, they own it. Right. So uh, all that is to say is, you know, when you have time to spend with people, you can really help shape them as they're walking alongside you. But over here, you only get the micro, you only get the 20 minutes, the 30 minutes, you know, five minutes to make an impact. And, and DLI, it, the, I, I, I should say that the, the curriculum, the, the, standalone sheets they cut through the fluff really well and i really like that even for myself i, I want to just shoot through the superficial and get to what's real get to what's really impactful get to get to the what's really on people's hearts get to the issue because there's enough boundaries in the way whether that's fear or confusion um anxiety whichever right there's going to be boundaries in the way that you have to kind of break through with with of course trust and 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 frankly kindness and empathy those kind of things in order to get to the roots someone on our team i don't know if it was you maybe even morgan i can't remember it was one of our meetings and it really stood out. i said that's what it is you, you know because one of the people i was coaching she said oh you guys do you go you guys do like behavior modification i was like no no, we don't do behavior modification. And in a meeting, one of our teammates said, no, we do, we do like belief modification. And that's in terms of, of the wrong beliefs we have about ourselves, wrong beliefs we have about either life or a circumstance or, or whichever. And so, so after being trained, I'll pick up the story, being trained by Jonathan and I'm massively praying and desiring, okay, this is, this is really my target. This is where I'm really going to see alignment in my own life to, to get locked in. And then Jonathan calls me and he's like, guess what? I walked out of my, my job today. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you telling me right now? Because I'll be honest, I was already like thinking, how am I going to tell Jonathan that I would love to just join what, where he's working and work alongside him. <laughs> he was like, how do I get hired and work with John D? And, and, and then he calls me over. He's like, I did it, man. I think it was, it was like uh, July of 2020, I believe, which is a crazy time um, because it was, it was COVID, you know? And, and we were like, this is the perfect opportunity to launch a, to launch a business. And I was all for it, right? It's just another form of adventure. You're just, you're like, we're ready to climb the mountain, you know? And I remember praying about it massively. And, and uh, of course, dreams, it was going to be about dreams and things. And, and I, I really felt strongly that it, it was it was definitely a key that God was bringing out that was going to shape millions. 
uh, and and I, I I still believe that because, uh, and, and I'll be honest, that, you know, in some ways, uh, there are churches that have failed the 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 mission of helping people really thrive and overcome. Not that they have a wrong belief necessarily about God, but they just they're not going deep enough and they're not cutting through the superficial and they're not, and they're not seen outside of the box either. And so, so I felt like, you know what, that's why it really needed to be an Institute. An Institute is really a place of ongoing development, ongoing learning. It's a place where anyone can come to wherever they're at. and know that they've, you, you know, the, the doors are open for them to say, I, I'm here to see, not to use our phrases, but I'm I'm here to see myself become the greatest version of myself. Yeah, that's the kind of institute that I want to believe in. Not not something that's in it for the for the board or 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 to get your name splashed in the newspaper, but but truly changing lots of lives. I, I mean, that's still our that's still our goal. Yeah, I think we want so, to change lots of lives, millions, if not billions. And then, yeah. you know, but it's all done one person at a time because everybody's different, right? Yeah. And, and you know, early on uh, when we were, we had a few free events. Uh, I think it was LinkedIn still at the time. And there was one LinkedIn event in particular. I, I don't even think we had a name for it yet, but there was people from like several continents on it. And we were shocked too. And and that's the thing is when you're trying to set a foundation for for love and and the genshai and the values that we're talking about, anybody, anybody can be on that same foundation and and starting to treat people that reciprocal as well. Nathan, uh, I just want to double click on Genshai. I know we know what it means. Yeah. It's our number one core value, but what does that mean? Genshai, it means to never talk to, treat, or touch another person that will make them feel small, including yourself. Yeah. And and it is a beautiful, what do you call it? A you know, sticky word, I think is how John D says it. Um yeah. but but we love the meaning because so many people feel small in this day and age, and so many people feel like they're they're also pushed down. By even the people who say they love them as well, and uh, and and I know it's used by more than just us too, but a beautiful value. Yeah, I think as we go through, like I know a lot of the programs and processes we use, but one of the things that I've heard the most from people is we're in that self discovery is they never feel like they're enough. That's the number one thing I hear. Yeah. Like, why don't they deserve That's right. stuff? You know, and and just a little bit about my story too. You know, I even though I went through the through the schooling, yeah, there were plenty of people who, like, even from even from the day I got married, you got married that young. That's that's idiotic. Like that's just stupid. Going overseas, uh, I I had family members say as well, like, how could you do that to your family? How could you do that to your kids and not giving them a stable life? Because there was a few years where we just didn't have a house at all. We were just on the road <laughs> month by month. We were even, we, actually our house was, we had bought, I, I was proud of myself. I had bought this big, beautiful canvas waterproof tent. And that actually was our life for 
for sometimes six months out of the year for a few years. And, um, and so again, you're like, man, did I just totally F up my kids' lives? (laughs) (laughs) And, and and another one is, is that like, uh, you know, maybe I just wasn't smart enough to cut it in, in the corporate ladder or things like that. Um, but I, I was, you know, for me, I, I will definitely be the one to say, I, I will do everything within my power to make sure that I, you know, leave an impact. And sometimes they, I, I, that's not said, don't make mistakes. I definitely overdo it at times. Um, but anything I can do, I, I, I will do my best at. So, you know, how was discovering your purpose and like, so it sounded like you kind of did it along the way, the engineering thing, like with a housing company, like, nope, that's not for me. I'm going to go to Africa. But like, what were some of the tools that DLI gave you to help you solidify or identify or clarify your yeah. purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the drills feel so familiar, even if I didn't know them at the time, like even, even the priority drill, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's still one of the first drills where I, I see, I see massive change in people's thinking every time. And, and sometimes I'm like, you know, I had a client where we did a priority drill and before our next session, she was like, Oh, I I often gave my notice. And I'm like, wait, we, (laughs) we didn't actually talk about that. I didn't tell you to quit your job or anything, but. But during the priority, they were like, no, I, I, I knew what the answer was. And, yeah. and so it, it's, it, it changes things. So the clarity in terms of purpose, you know, when you get locked in, I know one of the other drills that we'll do is, is characteristics of, of a person who's living out their purpose, man, you know, and I, I've, I've been called very prideful often. Um, but and and yeah, I, I I definitely had to work on that um, that <laughs> ego part. I you know, Amen. but but I will say though, along with though the ego, there was another part that I was able to pull out of ego, and that was confidence, and and self assurance. Confidence and self assurance for me is, I I know and have faith that that the purpose that I'm in is. It, it, I'm getting closer and closer and closer, right? And it makes me feel a lot of satisfaction, a lot of joy, but it does make me super determined too. I mean, that's definitely what took us around the world and back was, holy cow, there's this really super scary event, which we've had plenty of. I, I mean, plenty of of sketchy stories. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that goes into a whole nother event, but, but knowing like, man, but I will not be, I'll not be moved. And a person who lives inside that kind of purpose, or at least on the journey, right. To get aligned with purpose, man, there, there is, they are unstoppable. And if you want to be unstoppable, then, then you, you look to getting closer and closer to your purpose. If you want to have confidence, if you want to have good mental acumen, good mental clarity, good mental health as well. Although sometimes you definitely, I definitely have burned myself out. I've, I've made my <laughs> depressed too. So, so again, learning that, that journey too, 
but but there's there's nothing that that gives me the sense of waking up each day and being super thankful super thankful that at least uh i set out on the journey because it is it is more a journey in my opinion than just oh you might have that moment of clarity or revelation you'll say oh i'm definitely i'm definitely supposed to be in finance i'm definitely supposed to pick your pick your steer pick your activity but only when you're walking in it and and seeing the way that you're doing it because it's still very personal to you and how you're going about it do you do you really see that it's a it's a living revelation not just a not just something on a sheet too yeah which you still what you do need (laughs) like you're saying like the journey not a destination yeah yeah exactly and and um i'm a big health guy too do a lot of a lot of health workout and stuff and and I, I came across this one article that said, you know what? The secret to loving the, the, either the workout or the running is not actually just the joy of crossing the ribbon or getting across. Because I, I like obstacle course races myself. I hate running. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll do obstacle course races because that that's suits me great. But it's the joy of, of being... Uh, of of being on the journey itself and when you enjoy the journey then you know the party which is which is when you cross the ribbon or a finish line everyone saw it's just it's just icing on the cake you know and and but it shouldn't ever replace the joy and the because it still takes sacrifice and some push along the way awesome yeah all right so you didn't have me add one more question, but I'm also running out of time. So yeah, the, sorry. the one thing I'd like to talk about is so like, what's one thing that you do to receive the gifts or know that you deserve the gifts? Cause I think that's one of the biggest struggles I think our audience has, or I think the world has yeah. is receiving the gifts that God bestows upon us. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. First, first I would say, interestingly enough, receiving is a matter of humility. Mm. I, I I think some would say it's something else, but I think humility is a key aspect of receiving. Humility is is saying, you know what? I know I didn't do anything to deserve it. I I know that. I I also know that I'm not less of a person than anyone else, but I also know that I'm not more important than anyone else. And so I can receive gifts with with gratitude and acceptance that it's a part of me becoming more of myself. And if I'm denying those gifts, then I'm actually denying. I see it as a, also a denying of of me moving towards the greatest version of myself too. Yeah, uh, uh, because it's only in those gifts that that we become more fully who we are and, yeah. and, and not necessarily doing it on our own either, but you cliffs and Jonathan and Morgan and, and so many are the people that come alongside bringing their gifts. That's showing me that the, the, the real value in showing up. And, and I will say knowing my weaknesses, uh, 
and, and not denying them, taking responsibility over them. It, it helps me feel like I can relate to those who are also broken. I don't have to be judgmental. I can, I can have the humility of saying, you know, just because I have my story to tell and just because I feel like I've got a lot of the things that I can share that I'm super grateful for, my beautiful family, my beautiful house, things like that. It, it isn't, it, it isn't because, or I don't have to be, have an ego about it. I could just know that I had the humility to accept with grace, the gifts that was in, that helped me keep moving forward on my journey until I just get the, the consequences of being on that kind of journey long enough where I see it, it's effects. Yeah. I love that. I think that humility is awesome. I think that's such a great answer. All right. Last question. It's a super easy yeah. one, but, or I don't know, but what's your favorite drill out of all the drills? Cause we have like, literally, I want to say hundreds of different drills inside. Oh. Of what's your favorite drill inside of it? I, okay. Well, there's a little two sides to this. The first, I think the priority one yeah. is, is probably the one that, that really helps people move towards that kind of foundation in their life. But for the sake of fun, uh, I, I will say just for module one, helping people start to dream is also a super key that I do with my kids. I don't do the priority drill with my kids just yet, but we dream every single year. And, uh, and I take a picture of it because we usually just write it all down on, on Manila um, notepad. And yeah. And it has changed the way my kids see their future. They they are becoming dreamers. And and that's what we're setting out to do. Yeah. Is to help the world dream again. And and you know, and along the way I can of course say, Yeah, there's gonna be hard things that you've got to commit to in order to reach your dream, but it's worth it. It's super worth it. And that's why people you know, that's why it feels like dreams are so uh, rare because they don't realize that dreams are, are the most costly thing in the world because you, you have to sacrifice for it. You have to give up things for them. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Nathan, this has been awesome. There are some things I learned that I didn't know about you. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your journey and, um, any last words or last thoughts? Last thoughts, I, I will just say, I, I'm very grateful for the DLI tribe. I'm, I'm very grateful for each one of us coming on. We've had some people come on and off too, but but again, it's the it's quite an adventure, and and I'm just so grateful that we we want to change lives, change the world, and looking forward to so many more people to meet one day that say, yeah. I feel like I'm a part of the DLI tribe too. So that's all, that's all I'd say. Awesome. All right, you guys. So you yeah. heard it right there. So if you guys want to know more, click on the link below. If you want to have a call with Nathan Kiesler, there's a link below where you can click on there and get a call with him. To, if you want him to coach you or walk through, it's, he's awesome. He's such a great leader. He has so much experience to draw upon and such a he holds such great space for people to be able to be vulnerable and then really truly find your greatest version of yourself. So thank you so much, Nathan. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. All right. See you guys next week. Have fun. 
Thank you, dreamers, action takers, people and business owners reaching your potential for joining us on this journey to awaken greatness. We hope today's episode has sparked new ideas, ignited your passion, and brought you a step closer to realizing your dreams. If you're inspired to take action and eager to learn more, visit the Dream Leader Institute's website, dreamleaderinstitute.com. There you'll discover a wealth of resources and tools tailored to help you and your business reach its potential. Already making strides and looking for additional guidance? Dr. Cliff Fisher and our team at Dream Leader Institute are ready to assist you in navigating the path to success. Stay connected with us for more insights and strategies. And remember, your greatness is waiting to be unleashed. Let's continue to dream audaciously, take action boldly, and transform dreams into reality. Until next time, awaken your greatness.